Next question. Should there be punishment for women who choose to abort? Should abortion be considered a crime? Why or what? Why not? Before answering the question, though, I did come across another article um, by William and Mary, Bill of Rights Journal, or it's a book, I don't know, article, book, volume 26, um, issue 3. And this is by Mary Siegler. All right. In 2016, Donald Trump ignited a political firestorm when he suggested that women should receive some, sort of, some form of punishment for having abortions. Although he immediately backtracked, Trump's misstep launched a debate about whether women, about whether women have been or should be punished for abortion. Sorry, that threw me off. Pro-lifers and feminists alike denounced the idea of penalizing women. At the time, Trump's comments revealed that punishing a, a woman has become far more than an abstraction. All right, so then there's, there's that part. The other part that I wanted to bring up is, without directly discuss, discussing the punishment of women, movement members tried to maximize protection for the unborn child of a woman. Movement members, mm, sorry, and did not roll out penalties for women who terminated their pregnancies. By the mid-1980s, the movement's focus had changed. In this period, pro-lifers pushed restrictions designed to undercut popular approval of abortion, including stigmatizing laws outlawing abortions chosen as a method of birth control. So, what is your thought about women receiving punishment for abortion? Well, if abortions are legal, they shouldn't be punished for something that's legal right now. I also don't think that they should be grandfathered in if they, you know, becomes illegal later again. But um, I don't think women should be punished for that. Now, if you do define abortion as murder, are we punished for murder? Yes. But if it's legal right now, then no, women shouldn't be punished for that. And I think that's, I mean, it. it is really difficult because... I understand that <laughs> I understand that it's a woman's body and something that is inside of them and it does affect them personally, but it's also not your body to decide to destroy, so the baby itself isn't. So that's a tough one. I, I would I would have to say no. It's legal right now, so no. I I'm uh, no, I'm definitely on the same page. As long as abortion is legal, I don't think there should be a punishment or even a or even consideration of a fine, right? right. Uh, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, it, let's let's go into the imaginary land where abortion has become illegal. Uh, I think the rule of thumb. <laughs> I'm up. just kidding. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean that. that I was like, wait, what? This is for a class. Oh my god. We're gonna get expelled from school. No. No, so, uh, no, if... She's gonna be like, yeah, she's gonna be like, what kind of friends do you have? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, if, if, if abortion ever did become outlawed, uh, it would be very difficult to, to discuss, um, discuss what kind of, uh, kind of disciplinary action would come, like, I mean, it would have to be considered murder, right? There can't, it can't be a misdemeanor, yeah. it can't be just... Community be, service it, or it a be big very fine. It would be very difficult to outlaw abortion and not consider it murder. One hundred percent. It would have to be considered murder. So I guess what it comes down to is, okay, well, murder to what extent? Right. So um, like premeditated because so, you well, 
but but and then what what is the what is the uh, consequences of said murder? Are we going right. to do like one year per month? Right. You know what I mean? Uh, for every month that it was conceived, is you get one year of prison. But I feel like you're on an incredibly slippery slope there. Because yeah. I, I, I agree. Because I mean, the whole idea. Because is if you're making it murder, then what about a woman who drinks when she's pregnant? And she now has a child with alcohol fetal syndrome. I think is that's that child, child abuse. Is that child abuse? Or what happens if she has diabetes and she doesn't take care of it and she goes into preeclampsia and the child dies? Is that involuntary manslaughter? Like the thing about the yes. thing about attaching, I don't know why it actually in, like in, isn't in because like now that you're actually stating it and the consequences of performing those actions, it's like why do we allow but, it? But 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 well, it, it's a uh, and again. It, you would have to put yourself in that mindset that if abortion is illegal, abortion is murder. And I mean, that's and that's what we've been saying this entire time. Abortion is murder. So if you commit abortion, you're going to jail for murder, right? The, in the, order, the problem is, is you get in the society that we live in right now. That sounds like an, uh, like a, a very man. crazy, extreme idea, right? Yeah. But that's because everyone is currently in the mindset that abortion isn't really that bad. Society is completely okay with it. This is a culture aspect. Right, but if we lived in a culture where everyone looked at murder, or I mean, looked at abortion the way that that it should be, which is abortion is murder, then this wouldn't be such a crazy idea to everyone. Um, but you, in, in what you're what you were mentioning about uh, if someone was drinking and ended up, uh, I, I, I agree that would be child the abuse. Fetal and alcohol it, and, syndrome. Right, and yeah. let's say that child dies. Well, I mean, same consequences as uh, as drinking and driving and running someone over. But the, so. the problem is, is if you're going to make it illegal and then you're going to attach fines to it, all you're doing is you're just going to put women's lives at risk because now if they need or want the abortion, they're going to have to go. Well, that's what happens. They're going to have well, to go underground and, the, you know, it's going to be coat hangers in back alleys again, which mm-hmm. just puts everyone at risk because now the child's going to die. She's going to die. And it's also going to provide, it's also going to limit the health care that women can get because now, you know, are you going to punish doctors who are complicit in this? Like what is their moral and legal responsibility? Right as assigned to this. So I think that by adding punishment to the action, you're just compounding the, you're compounding the issues and just going to make it significantly yeah. worse. I, I believe that you don't get a solution out of doing that. No. In, in this magical land where abortion is banned and abortion is murder and you're, you're punished as so, uh, I believe birth control would be free. Okay. 100%. Yeah. It would have to be free. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it would be at that point, you would have a trade off. Would you, Birth control would have to be free to help prevent to help well, lower lower uh, the unintended pregnancy rate, prevent preventing these uh, these coat hanger abortions, right? But, and I mean, and and you know what'll happen? Those coat hanger abortions, it'll be a rough few months, then it'll stop. But the thing <laughs> is, if we're if we're gonna argue about a hypothetical mystical land, right? You also run into a problem of birth control is not one hundred percent accurate. It's not one hundred percent. So and in my opinion, that actually gives more credence to having the abortion because if I do everything right and I still get pregnant, then this is absolutely nothing. I, there's no consequences on my action, so I should be able to have that abortion. So then, if that's the case, would you be more okay with no abortion unless you were on birth control? Uh, no, I still think it's a personal choice. Like they right. still should be able to. Right. To make but, the decision, but this is just this, this is just kind of argument of this is just I, I guess I'm just being well, slightly petty and tedious. But going back to the the main question of punishment, it also is further complicated because we just mentioned previously for medical reasons and for 
rape situations, as low as they may be, do we punish a woman then? Like, you just got raped and now we're going to punish you for aborting this child. It's just further complicated then. So I, I still don't think that it would help. Well, there's also that. a massive issue around people reporting rapes anyway. Like, right. was it something like 30% of rapes are never even reported? Right. So, right. I mean, like I said, it is a low number, but if we're not going to punish them on top of that, you're just going to drive this more underground. Yeah. Every action that takes to make it more illegal and to punish people more is just going to drive it further and further underground. I, I be, and I believe that there's... I mean, because there, there is that number of the number of rapes that are unreported, and then there's also the number of rapes that are not that. I'm sorry, yeah. rape, rapes. So there, I don't know exactly. I don't know yeah. exactly where that balance would be when it comes to that. But I have a general question that I don't know if any of you know because I've just thought about it. What is the punishment for somebody that purposely gets pregnant and purposely aborts manually? Like currently or currently, I don't believe there is. There isn't. So why do we, do we consider that to be an immoral thing? No. Why? It's strange to me that we do, if somebody that purposefully induces abortion on their own for their own body, so they're purposely aborting their own child. Not to say that this happens, but I mean we're talking about a possibility of somebody that could be doing that. No yeah, matter like someone who throws themselves on the stairs to prevent their child, or just happens to drink a lot of drink a lot of alcohol when they know they're pregnant when they're purposely trying to do that should somebody be punished for that because that's a, that's a, that's the next that's I mean that, I feel that like you considered would, almost like premed, premeditated you'd have to look at the psychosis behind it right like, you know if they got pregnant on purpose like they went in a situation yeah, the they intending to, to have a baby yeah and then at some point they intentionally go in and remove it. I would argue that that's actually not so much an abortion rights issue, but more of a mental health issue. Right. Like, what, what, is, what is happening in this person's life that is causing right. them to bounce from right. extreme this, to this extreme? Would be a very yeah. tra- this would be a very tragic scenario. Yeah. To lower this extreme, let's say someone got pregnant, let's say from a rape, they're against abortion. And the baby's not born yet. They're eight months pregnant, seven months pregnant, nine months pregnant, and they are actively drinking alcohol. Right? It's it wasn't them getting pregnant on purpose. This was a situation that happened to them, and they didn't get abortion or get an abortion, and they are actively drinking and smoking, so on and so forth. Is there a punishment to this? Actually, don't know. I actually I'm not Cur- sure. currently or currently is it, it is currently, currently no currently is there a crime or is that a crime? Uh, I do know that there are crimes associated with, like, uh, is there a certain, with, with term? alcohol, fetal syndrome, with people who do drugs. Or people yeah. are investigated, I believe. They're investigated, and, they're, and they're, I do know, I, I do know that their the first step is they automatically lose the child. Yeah. Like, well, child welfare services automatically takes the child. Right. As far as criminal activity, though, I think that it depends upon the action. So... If it's drinking, then I don't think anything happens. But if it's drug use and they're they're charged on whatever the underlying offense is, right. not so it. much what happens to the child. Right. But so it's like a weird parallel distinction between child abuse and well, other misdemeanors. Well, it's just weird because either all of it's okay or none of it's okay. Well, that, well, that's the reason why I bring it up because we have these scenarios with this hypothetical scenario in which this person is purposely getting pregnant for the express purpose of having an abortion. Let's say. They, I know, I understand that this is something that would very rarely happen. But you have to have, you have to at the very least accept that that's a possibility. In the same sense that we accept that there's a possibility that somebody who is not only poor was also raped by a family member who was also not able to get a job, who also doesn't have 
another family member. I believe that one of those has a higher chance of existing, but those are going to be the extremes. Taking the extremes into consideration when you're making these sorts of decisions, I feel is kind of a, you know, like it's kind of a... Necessity? Not necessarily. I think it's not, if you're not taking the vast majority of the cases into consideration. It's more about a bell curve, and I agree there. When you focus only on the extreme, you always get lost in the minutiae yeah. of the argument. So if it's, oh, hey, well, you know, what about, you know, like in sexual rape, <laughs> you know, like there's a sexual rape that happened and it led to... That happens very rarely. So right. we shouldn't get hung up on those type of things. It needs to be the bell curve in the middle. Like the majority of people who have abortions have it for what reason? X reason. Yeah. And it's usually having to do with their their quality of life and their socioeconomical situation and having an unplanned pregnancy versus bringing that child in. Right. Do you guys feel there should be a law against i mean if there's already a current definition of life right which is defining like something that can li- br- live and breathe on its own well, there, well which there's, we there's have no seen legal definition of it at least uh, as far as i'm aware there right. is no legal de- legal definition of life okay okay so i guess we'd have to there'd have to become a legal well, definition that, of life well that's the hard part is that you have to you have to get both sides to yeah. agree on what life is. Legal <laughs> that, that, that's where the root of right. the argument well, is. Well, let's. So, like so we have. So we have a definition, just not a legal definition. Do you feel that there should be a uh, a? Uh, do you think that it should be a crime to drink, smoke, and so on and so forth? And at what point in the pregnancy do you think it should become a crime? Well, that's well. Again, I don't think that you should punish people for doing taking those sorts of actions. Mostly because you can't punish people for doing those things of actions when it those sorts of actions when it comes to like I can do that at any point. Women can't do that when they're well, pregnant it's, only. It's complicated because it's not just affecting you're, your body; it's affecting someone else's body. Well, but you're forcing I, a minor to get drunk. Well, I guess you would <laughs> inject a child with heroin outside the womb. So why would you? But again, that's that's that's, it, that's, that's ex- excluding drug use because that's already an illegal right. 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 At least right. outside right. of Oregon. I feel. <laughs> I guess I'm worth, yeah. I feel that. The answer to your question, Ron, is no. Because once again, it creates a slippery slope. Because if you're going to punish women for drinking when they're pregnant, it doesn't always end in uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. Because if you look back right in the 50s, People every that. mother was actively <laughs> smoking up yeah. until the day of birth. Yep. Every mother was actively drinking up until the day of birth. And there wasn't a whole generation of, of fetal... Uh, fetal children who you know were running around with this disease so it doesn't happen in every situation so you're going to punish someone for the potential of what could happen right just like you would kill a baby for the potential that they would go into a system that doesn't take care of them that's that's well that that's that's a good point well that's that's the issue right you can't (laughs) make the decision based on the potential extremes and and also to your point I also would think that it's not a good idea to punish people based on what they're doing, even when they're pregnant. Unfortunately, it's it's just an unfortunate situation. I don't think they should be punished because if we're going to punish them, then logically we would have to punish women in general for having abortions to begin with. Because what's worse, maybe harming a child or just actually killing them, but right? You'd have to punish both actions. Or you, I mean, who do you, do you punish? The people who sold them the drinks? Do you punish? Well, that's, you know, well yeah. You punish the doctor that, who does the abortion. Yeah, like that's the but thing, though. The, the Where qu- does it end? The, the yeah. question at that point becomes, again, should you punish somebody for taking those actions if 
they're not doing it for the express purpose of hurting the baby. They're just doing that to deal with their mental psychosis. Question. Yeah. So it's not illegal, right? Even though a dream can harm a child, when a woman is pregnant and a dream can harm a child, it's not illegal for the woman to dream. No, it's not illegal for a woman to dream. It is very widely frowned upon. Right. Okay, I get the that. When you but go to then the bars. how come it's illegal to drink and drive that? On every bottle. <laughs> uh, it is illegal to drink and drive because the... Uh, the expectation, or the, the assumption is that when you get into a car on a highway that is populated by other people, you are putting those people in danger. But aren't you putting the babies That's the question, because what do you consider to be... Or life at risk? So, so what yeah. do you consider to but be that, a life, it goes back I'm to actually, that. because I'm, it, it would be at that point, it would be technically endangerment, and if you're purposely drinking and you're... Har- and yeah. Then, It'd be child abuse. So why isn't yeah. that... Well, but if you're arguing from a legal perspective, the base requirement to prove illegality is intent. Right. You have to prove intent before you can prove anything else. Well, for, for So some, which means that if, I ha- if I'm pregnant, you have to prove that I drank with the intent to make my child harm. But you don't have to do that with car accidents, though. No, like, you don't no. have to say, I drank, and then my intention was to get into a drunk driving For, accident. No, but the, but, inf- but the inference is there is that you knew the intent. Right. Your, you intent knew the was to dri- your intent was to drive the car. Right. My intent, if I'm drinking when pregnant, is alcohol. not to get the child alcohol syndrome. Right. So then that point, that, Hopefully. that's where you have different categories. Hopefully. That's where you have different categories. Yeah, well, Kyle, just be a good mother, you know? Yeah. Right. You, have, you have different categories of, like, say, for example, when somebody is killed, you have murder one, murder two, murder three, and then you have, you know, one with intent and, pre- and so on and so on and so on. Right. But then you get manslaughter and things along that, that nature. So it would be endangerment versus reckless endangerment. And then the consequences of that point would be you get your child taken away. It's not like you get taken to jail. Because, again, it's not like you're actively endangering bodily harm on what we consider to be a person legally. Which, which is and that's what already happens. You know, like if a child right. is born with fetal alcohol syndrome or with drug, you know, induced yeah. comas, like they, uh, those are, those are automatically removed. Yeah. Pending okay. an assessment. And that's, and that's where I think is actually one of the biggest tragedies as well is that when the behaviors that those parents take, which is a completely irresponsible one, such as taking intravenous drugs that leads to HIV AIDS and then you pass it on to the child or hepatitis and things right. along that nature. It's just... Yeah. That's. I mean, at that point, you have a harder time. At that point, you'd have a time arguing whether or not that kid deserves to live, and I think he does, even though he's gonna have a hell of a time. Yeah. It's still something that. Something like that, you pretty much know that the child is going to have some of those issues. There's ways to test for. I believe most of that, and that's the other thing too. Is like when abortion. The other problem that I see with abortion is is picking and choosing. I don't like that. I don't like. For, there are kids that, you know, the parents found, find out they have Down syndrome and they're oh. executed. Like, I don't like that. That that's, is... <laughs> that's like a... I mean... That is cherry-picking a baby. I mean, that's... I mean, you're, <clears throat> when you want to talk about about rare, that would be a scenario. I mean, the, yeah. the child being born with Down syndrome is still a rare uh, a scenario. Not being born no. yet. Being aborted because they have Down well, syndrome. And that, well, that's another level of rarity added up. Yeah, top. Sure, However, sure. if if that were to be the case, I mean, you're talking about, what's the word? Uh, not, what's the word I'm thinking about? Uh, where they, but it's, uh, it's the, the word that they use specifically to kill uh, euthanasia. You, not, not necessarily euthanasia, but it's uh, basically when you kill something for specific genetic traits. Yeah. Um, no. no uh, what, what can't it's I, like a genetic genocide almost. Uh, okay. uh, I know there's a, there's a specific of. word yes. for it though. Yeah. I can't recall, but anyways, it would be uh, eugenics, eugenics. Eugenics. So yeah, you're, you're you're taking into account, you know, I want a child with 
if the if the problem is that the child has Down syndrome, which does not necessarily mean that the child won't be able to have uh, a very successful yeah, life. Yeah, We have famous actors. Yeah. Didn't, we, yeah. didn't we watch a, yeah. a, a video with, um, he's a he's politician, a, he's, right? Or? No, he's an actor. He's an actor that had a, has Down syndrome, and he says, my life has value. Yeah. But he was, but he was oh. actively uh, crusading, and I use that term loosely, uh, crusading <laughs> against... The, against abortion based on things like genetic mm. Because he's like, well, my life has value. Why wouldn't right. someone else's life have value? Yeah. yeah. So, he's I mean, speaking against aborting. But, the, but that, yeah. again, those are, those, those are the extremes. And yeah, yeah. Sure. You, you'll never get to, in, in the same way that you can't ban guns based on mass shootings, you will never, ever be able to ban abortion based on those extremes, I feel. Sure. Well, yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. I think that it, it does complicate things a lot. I think to... To sum up this question, I think we all agree nope. that no, <laughs> we wouldn't punish a woman for <laughs> for having an abortion. I think there should be more control because I'm not okay with um, all of these drug junkies and alcoholic women who are not protecting themselves when um, you know having sexual intercourse and they become pregnant. Yeah, I'm not okay with that, and I don't think the consequences um i don't think they're harsh enough i i don't like that it's becoming common i'm i mean maybe my ideas my concepts are crazy but i don't i just don't i'm not okay with the idea of how we are normalizing abortion so what, what, what what would you suggest for controls that's the problem right yeah yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and then that's the thing too because obviously we're, we're trying States to be right, and we're trying. We, we, we are we are in a country freedom. where it's like you have freedom. freedom. You don't want the government to control you, but the thing is, how much freedom you know is it always a good thing? Yes. Yes. And so, when is it too 100%. much? That's my issue. No when is thing. it too so, much? So that's when you're getting into federalism and right. all kinds of things. So right now, I'm you're going to bring up Roe versus Wade. I know that. Um, well, so, if you want to go into it, actually, sure. so. So what's the what's the last question? Is uh, that the last? No, 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 it's not. But it was actually part of this one. But you can go ahead and. So the, there's currently that. a fear about Roe versus Wade being, being overturned by the Supreme Court. So by, I don't think that will happen. But by overturning Roe versus Wade, basically the right to abortion or or the right to have an abortion will go back down to the states, and then some states are going to say no, some states are going to say yeah. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what's important to you. If you value your capability to have an abortion so much that you'd be willing to move to another state and then I could have all the abortions I want in the state, that's perfectly fine. In the same way that if somebody values, I want to be able to do heroin and coke and meth, I'm going to move to Oregon where I could also have an abortion. Uh, So at that point, I don't really see a problem with overturning that because you're going to be, you're going to have that capability regardless. But at that point, it becomes more, more people get more of what they want, I feel. Because you would have things of being able to vote on things like that. Yeah. The problem with that is, is um, accessibility. No, this the state eludes me. I believe it's either Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, one of the southern states. Yeah. Passed a law that if you are pregnant in their state and you go to another state and have an abortion, they they will still try you in that state for that abortion. So that's so you literally have to move to another state in order well, to. Well, but you also can't live in that state if you've had an abortion because they will try you because mm-hmm. there is no such limitations in their definition for murder. So how in the world do you not ha- you have to have a unified 
approach to the, the problem. You cannot allow it to be piecemealed by this state, this county, this town. It has to be a unified response. I mean, I would, I would say that's correct. Yeah. But this, in this particular situation, in order to make that sort of decision, it cannot be done through judicial... Uh, basically, judicial... Uh, activism. Activism. Not necessarily activism. I'm also going to use a nicer word. Uh, judicial... Judicial action, let's just say, not activism, because activism implies something oh, else. Oh, no, I do agree with that. I think that the reason, though, that there hasn't been any legislation about it is because uh, politicians are afraid of actually making a stance on the question. Oh, yeah. It's much easier to push the buck to the a group Court. of people who are never going to be elected, and so, in theory, they're free, they're immune from... Yeah. I, from re-election. So, you know, like I said, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, then there has to be a federal response to it. Which will never happen, so that's why I don't think it's ever going to be. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, if you want, I, in my opinion, is if you want to nationalize access to abortion, you need a constitutional amendment for it. But we have other examples of things that are controlled by different states that are constitutionally protected that do not have the same effects. For example, my firearms. I can't take my firearms into California, even though I have this constitutionally federally. Con- protected right to have them anywhere that I go according to the Constitution. But we're okay with that, but we're not okay with the idea of having federal, I'm sorry, state regulated sort of decided, I'm sorry, state decided upon abortion rules. So that's where the, the, there's no real, there's no real congruency when it comes to the levels of protection. So if you want to have that protection, you need to pass the constitutional amendment, which again, I don't think will ever happen. There will never be another constitutional amendment passed. <sighs> not, not after 2020, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing about it, is that it's, you're supposed to do that. So if it's not up to the states, it's not supposed to be up to the federal government. It's supposed to be up to the constitutional, being pa- the constitutional amendment being passed. The federal government can attempt to ban firearms all they want, but then they would have to basically either do it piecemeal, which is kind of the problem there, or uh, they just can't do it at all. So you need to have, you need to basically, as Kyle said, again, not talking about the overall cowardice of politicians, but you need to have somebody that's willing to stand up and do something like that. And, and that's for both sides, because if you want to ban it outright, uh, yeah. you also have to have a constitutional amendment. Right. You, I mean, it, it's either going to be to the states or one side or the other based on the constitutionality of it. Not, and it, and that was, that's the main problem that people have with the Roe versus Wade decision is that it was based on... Um, the te- the right to privacy or, uh, an assumed right to privacy in the tenth amendment or something to that effect I forget exactly what it was but uh, it, it was the fourth amendment so, yeah so it's it's an assumed right to privacy not not over not overtly expressed in the constitution and that's why people have an issue with it because it was basically the decision of a specific group of people it's an individual right is what they ruled that they ruled it as an individual right uh, but, but it was that's not how necessarily how they're expressed because I think it's the Tenth Amendment that says that any right that is not expressly uh, expressed it's not granted in, to the government is reversed to the state. To the states, yeah, yeah it's correct. I have a question. So, yeah. Okay, so here, here's something to think about too. So we talked um, earlier in the conversation about about I promise I'm tying it back into this, but uh, men also sharing equal responsibility for um, birth control, right? Yep. Yeah. What about a man's choice when it comes to the abortion. Wait, because I was just going to ask that, okay. so let me ask oh, it before. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, well, going back to that, Kayla, I was my last question was excluding <clears throat> rape scenarios. 
Should men also have the right to consent before women commit abortion? Takes two to tango. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. So I know we talk about, you know, women's right, women's rights and how far we've come along with the movement. But I mean, I understand that the woman is going to carry the child. However, it took sperm and an egg to create that child. So what what do you guys think about that? Because if I'm fully aware, I don't think it matters if the man if the man wants uh, their opinion, right, or their choice. The women have full right of whether they want to. Yeah, it does not matter. Right, yeah, not it doesn't her. matter. So, how do you guys feel about that? <laughs> I think it's I think it's extremely sad, actually. I mean, I know we're not we're supposed to be more factual about. <laughs> you know what we're saying but I mean I've seen videos of men who they didn't even know that their girlfriends were having an abortion and then crying and breaking down in a parking lot because they they wanted that child and they wanted it with her and it's just it's heartbreaking honestly because if you truly think about it whether it's in or outside the womb if let's say you know if men could get pregnant and Eric did and he got an abortion without telling me I would be equally upset. Right. I'd be like, that's you, my child. You right. killed my, my genes. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. you've seen The Godfather Part 2, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, it's, it would be extremely upsetting. If, if the rules were reversed, I would want to have a say in whether he got an abortion or not. So let's say in that particular scenario where let's reverse that a little bit. When you have a woman that doesn't want to have the abortion, but the father doesn't want to be part of the baby's life. Yeah. So does that... Father, still, is he still responsible for that baby? Should he still have to pay alimony for 18 years? <clears throat> or, I'm sorry, a child support for 18 years. Well, to I mean, in society now, that doesn't matter. So it's right. never a man's choice. If I want to keep the baby, I'm going to keep the baby. If I don't want to keep the baby, I'm not keeping the baby. And you have and, no and, say and, in it yeah. at and all. Regardless of whether or not I want the baby, yep. I would still need to pay the child support for yes, the 18 yeah, years. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so so let, let's, say that, uh, let's say we put it into law that you needed to have the man's choice. Right. Right? If you if it was put into law, it would have to be it would have to be like written, of course, right? You'd have you'd have to get written consent. So how how would that work? <laughs> that's a good oh, question. It that, that's the thing, though. It wouldn't. Like, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying like it's just an unfortunate factor of of abortions is that men have absolutely no say. And yes, I do acknowledge that it's the woman's body going through the changes. And yes, right. we do have to carry and go through all of that. But I, I just know that if the roles were reversed mm-hmm. and if the man had an abortion with my child, I, I would be just as upset. Right. Well, it's, a, it's ironic because it's like, okay, if I keep the child, then you have to pay child support. But if mm-hmm. I don't want to keep it, it's like, oh, like, you didn't have a say. So let's say, for example. That's the, like, it's, it's weird. What, it's what would you do to fix that? What if, say, for example, that you have a child, or I'm sorry, you get a woman pregnant. As a man, mm-hmm. usually. And <laughs> the woman says she wants to have an abortion, and then there has to be some sort of rule or some sort of steps that the man can take to say, okay, you're going to have this baby, I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to pay you for your time. Nine months worth of yeah, time. Let's say, so there, you can take that step. But the, the funny thing about all of this scenario is that all of this can be rectified with not sleeping with somebody you're not planning. Yeah, to of course. It all comes down to personal response. And that's where my that I, I, I can you can I can make all these arguments as to how to rectify all these problems After that we, or but the yeah. the real solution at that point becomes personal responsibility. I feel. 
Yeah. And that's where the that's where the breakdown lies because a lot of people have an issue with bringing up personal responsibility. Right. And no, I, I think I think that's I think that's such a detrimental thing because you have there's there's the argument of like uh, um, the drug drug users and then uh, you also have the argument that poor people don't have access to that sort of that sort of birth control and things along that nature. But I feel as though when you make that argument, you're assuming that poor people aren't smart. Or yeah. not capable, and it, and it, and it's it's like a, a low expectation scenario mm-hmm. where it's like you have such low expectations for poor people that you can't even expect them to not get pregnant. Yeah, you can't even expect them to have safe sex, and that's where the my real issue lies is that you have we have to expect more from each other. Yeah, I have to expect more from myself in order to not fall into one of the pitfalls that can make my life in the future. I'm but, sorry, less less successful. But expectation and reality are often very different. Of know? course, yeah. Like I expect oh, to wake up, I, I expect you know to wake up tomorrow a millionaire. <laughs> that so you you are right. It is this. It is being. Uh, you are disenfranchising the poor, and you know when you say stuff like oh it's because they don't have access. You are right. You are making base assumptions, you know about whatever reason their intelligence or stuff like that. But statistically, that's where the data lies, and so right. that's the group that you have to focus on. Which, and I think that, um... They're the ones that have the hardest time when it does come to pass. Yeah, you know, know, like I said, you have to, you you know, you have to work within what the confines of what their availability is. And I think that the argument of abstinence or not having sex before you're going to marry the person, I think that that's a fallacious argument because it's never going to happen. Right. There is no way that you are going to ever guarantee... Right, I've been, I'm, I'm completely guilty of that. I mean, I've right. like every well, person is completely guilty. I mean, right. that's fine, but my thing is like, okay, if you're going to have sex before marriage or whatever, but what are you doing to like protect yourself? Because I'm, I'm not okay with the fact that women are using abortion as a form of birth control with having so many other options. Like, yeah. why is that still happening? If you can prevent it, right? And even if you know, if you know the person that you're going to have sex with, you know... If there's a possibility of getting pregnant, why don't you use some some method to prevent that from happening? Well, I mean, there could be a multitude of reasons. They may not have access to it. They... Well, but that's but that's bringing that up again because what do you mean they don't have access to it? They don't have access to stores. And I really I mean, would like they, to they know the percentage may... of how many people do not have access to it because I, I mean, feel like it, it's three dollars for four of them. Last I checked. And that's when. How much is an abortion? What? Four hundred dollars. You know what? Like I, I believe that yeah. Planned Parenthood is actually. I don't know the exact price, but. But I mean, I, th- I think. I mean, I'm. I'm not exactly sure. This might be something. When you go to Planned Parenthood, can you get free condoms at Planned Parenthood? Yes, you can. Okay. So, why not go to Planned Parenthood before you have sex? Well, I mean, you're you're implying a world in which everyone plans out their sexual encounters every time. Well, that's the but question, that's right? The personal responsibility but that's personal responsibility. That's for the personal too. responsibility aspect. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like you know, you, we should in, be in your in your youth. It's not like I'm like okay, Saturday, mm, I'm gonna go hang right, out at this I mean, house. I, so I should, be, <laughs> you know, it's like how, how often when you're taking, especially when you're younger, you're it just happens. You're like, ooh, I see you across the bar, like this, you yeah. know. But you're taking those like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're taking those measures to prevent something like that from happening. Like, I just, like, I don't, I, I just don't understand. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what can we do more, you know, as a, a society? Like, what do we need to do? We can encourage well, culture. Right. If you, if you so it's like, at, if, if you want I mean, to have sex before marriage, then... If you look at preventative care in this country, in and of itself, it's a joke. 
I mean, you know, like, oh, yeah. what the, the largest killer of people in this country is heart disease, yeah. which most of it can be cured through preventative care that people don't bother to. I mean, I'm a perfect example. I have diabetes because when I was ages 20 to 25, I drank like a two liter Mountain Dew every day. I could have prevented this from happening, but I didn't. So it's hard to argue preventative care in abortion when you're not also saying across the board, you know, like the same argument applies to all preventative care. I think this one is more defined though. I think like, you know, if you have sex, there's a possibility of a child. If you drink Mountain Dew every day, there is a possibility of diabetes, but it's not like a for sure thing. So pregnancy is not for sure. I mean, you, you can't, you can't right, argue. It's, it's either one or the other. You I can't think you argue will or you will. It's not like but, a, it's not on a well, spectrum. But that's where they, again, you have a higher chance of getting someone pregnant if you're having sex. Right. But I think that it comes to, down to no, encouraging well, a culture. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think it comes down to encouraging a culture of safe sex or not having sex and right. it being more educated like you had mentioned before. Right. Also, we've, we've been doing this for years, though. I mean, the sex education system has been brought sucks. all the way down. to It does suck. But, I mean, like, how, how do you make it great? But that's right? what, I that's mean, what it started in high school and then, it started go, and then it got down to elementary school. But that's we learned in, what, fifth was. grade? And now they're we teaching it to what second, yeah. third graders. Now? That's what the yeah. that's what the actual issue lies. Is that I learned more from the internet than I ever did from our from our, our sex yeah. education classes that we took. Right. Through my own desire to want to learn. Literally, the right? sex education Same. we had no sex education when I was in school, except for one day in one PE class we watched a thirty minute video that was super awkward. <laughs> and, that was it. and it was more and it was more about personal hygiene versus actually safe sex. Watch it, yeah. We watched a woman give birth. That was that was um, science class. So but I mean, fun. should it even be the school's like responsibility to? That's right. my thing because well, you know, you, as a gonna, parent, like, make, what's your responsibility? If you're gonna make abortion a societal concern, then it's society's responsibility to step up to the plate. Like, you can't sit here and say, like, okay, we're gonna hold you accountable at a societal level, but it's your personal obligation to go out and learn about safe sex. Those are mutually exclusive concepts. Um, I had to do the same thing with uh, taxes and a lot of other stuff that they didn't teach me well, in that's, school. Again, well, that's, that, that, this, so, this, this is more, more inherent in the educational system as a right. whole. You know, yeah, but... I, the taxes is a perfect example of what you're trying to say. Like, And how many people file false taxes because they don't know what's going on? It's the same thing with sex. Like, You can't sit here and be like, okay, you can't have sex, but if you do have sex, you have to be prepared. Uh, but to be prepared, we're going to remove your access to preparedness and good luck, you're gonna have to have the child when the mistake happens, go with God. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. unrealistic and unfair. So that's where I think you have a lot, it, it, in my opinion, it's always been sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy of a, uh, like a vicious circle. When you have the encouragement of, uh, or rather the more societal acceptance of single mothers and the assistance that you get for single mothers. Single mothers, I don't wanna quote, I don't wanna quote statistics. You have a, it's a substantially worse scenario for you if you grow up without a father than if you grow up with one. They just have, you just have more opportunities, you have more structure in your life, things that, that can help you become a better right. person. You have a higher chance of becoming a criminal if you don't have a father, just in general. However, when you encourage that and you have children, boys in particular, that are born without fathers, that are raised without structure, what are they going to do? they have a higher chance of getting a girl pregnant because the father did not teach them or the mother wasn't able to teach them because they were too busy working or something along those lines. 
I'm, I'm not gonna that, argue. I'm not gonna argue facts with that with you, but I feel that that's a highly idealized, romanticized vision of the 1950s. Well, you me, know, everyone living in a two household, or two parent household in the suburbs with their two and a half kids. That's a completely unrealistic. Parent. But that's it happened then. Why not? Why couldn't it happen now? But, but do you see, like, okay? But that's my thing, though, because, and I'm sorry to interrupt. My thing is, like, even, like, with my parents, right? Like, with the mom, I tell her, I'm like, it's so, I'm like, you don't understand the times that we live in because, obviously, you know, things were different. When you were my age, things were different, you know? And I feel like that's the problem with today's society is that because of the way that they lived and the restrictions that they had, they stopped giving those same they stop being those strict parents and now look at society. Well, I that, feel like that's we, where it comes into encouraging, you know, people well, you have having to, to... Every society is the worst society that has <laughs> ever existed at that point in time. You know, and that's been true since the dawn of time. <laughs> right. Every, every, right. every youth, societal youth, is the worst that has so ever existed. Well, where can we, like, well, where can we find a common ground so we can make things better so we can make a change in society so we can help one another like it's just the the, again i i i bring it up ad nauseum because i consider it so important it's the culture i don't believe that you can take the previous history of what you mentioned the 50s 40s etc all those times where we saw out of childbirth rates being substantially lower than after the 60s after the 60s, when we had the sexual, or sexual revolution and then the, the Civil Rights Act of, now the, of the 1960s, the civil rights, all that information, all the, the welfare state, the things that started to help encourage women to be single mothers as opposed to not, you saw an increase in out-of-wedlock out of childbirths. So it, everything was decreasing, even within the minority, the minority communities. You had the minority communities that are currently being the most affected by, the, by, by abortion. So it's, it's difficult for me to, to accept what you said, mostly because we, we were seeing a decrease of it up until the encouragement of the single mother. So I feel like we're going to get way off top of an abortion here. Yeah. But th- what you're saying is more a reflection of social economic class systems. Because in the 50s, it was a society that was definitely dominated by Caucasian culture. Yeah. And it was the forcing of everyone to... Sus- to fall into what they thought was the perfect lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's what the civil rights movement was about. That's what the sexual revolution was about. Was about defining their own norms. Right. But like every caste system, what is is refusing to die. So it is now you're stuck in the worst of both worlds because you still have the people who are trying to force this idealized version of life as we think it should be. Versus other people wanting to find what they think their lifestyle should be, right. and we're stuck in the middle. Right, but I mean, but I don't. The ideal I, lifestyle is most beneficial. But but the, that but that's where the. Question but what is, is the ideal lifestyle? Two parent household. Well, it's not, that's, that's your definition. That's, that's I don't want to. You know, I don't, I personally don't want kids. Right. And so, in my dating life, I have actively not dated people who I've been attracted to because I have kids. Because I want, because I'm I'm selfish with my time, and I realize that as a person, yeah. right. I don't want to share my time. I don't want to share my resources, and that's what being a parent is about. Yeah, and I think that's a perfectly acceptable thing. But but, the, but we're not talking. But we're talking about things that have negative repercussions on society as a whole. Mm-hmm. So you have things like you, for example. I mean, I, I don't want you were raised with a father and a, and a mother. Wait, and what? So was I, so was Kayla. So we, you know, we had we had better opportunities. 
Yeah. If the goal is to give better opportunities, or at the very least to rectify the the the, the, prob the problems in the system that give people like poor people. I don't think that. I mean, I mean, it, it'd be hard to argue against the idea that having a father and a mother in a home is substantially more beneficial for a child than not. I don't think so because a lot of there's a lot of examples of people who were raised in single parent households who are successful. Right, but there's but then there's also a high percentage right. of those who suffer from not having a father figure in their home. Well, and I mean, that's but this, so that, that's but this an comes issue. back to back to other practices of targeted criminal activity. Uh, targeted legislation to keep certain social groups down. Right, but you know, like I, you know, like I said, if you look at the demographic, which and I, I'm completely making this up. I don't know if this is that accurate or not. But if the demographic is saying that your minorities are the primary people with single parent households, how much of that is because they don't want to take responsibility versus target activity to keep them into separate situations. Well, that's the thing is that the actual increase with the increase of criminal activity up until the 90s from after the, the civil rights act of the 1960s, you saw not only the single motherhood increase, but also the criminal, the actual criminal rate. Right, but how much of that was due to practices of of illegalizing and targeting those groups for illegal activities. I mean, that's like, I mean, there's, like, there's proven facts that... I mean, that's arguing there's, that... There's, there's, there's proven statistical facts that the government flooded you know, yeah. black communities with drugs in an yeah. attempt to right, but, incarcerate them. I mean, but yeah, that's also... Which leads to single parenthood. But it would be substantially more of an argument if you were to make that if we had a higher increase in criminal activity prior to the 60s. I mean, prior to the 60s, it was illegal for a black man and a white woman to marry. Well, yeah, but, I mean, once yeah. again, this comes to the caste system wanting to keep people under control. You know, if we can't control them through the caste system, we're going to control them through the legal system. So it's just that what I'm... Basically what I'm saying is that with the... With Prior to the 1960s Civil Rights Act, we had a higher we had a higher minority married households and lesser crime. Right, because and they were because they were subject because they were being subjugated to Caucasian culture. <laughs> right. So, and then if the issue is that we're applying, if if the problem is that we're applying Caucasian culture, or what you would say would be Caucasian culture, to the idea that you shouldn't have sex before you're married so that way your children can be successful that way you don't have to grow up poor that's not a caucasian is that idea. Well, well, hold on. is that necessarily a bad thing no it's not a bad thing right so which of these particular results would be more beneficial to society as a whole and that's where i believe but, that's where my argument is coming from is that when you encourage and again the culture aspect when you encourage or you discourage the act of becoming a single mother and you discourage the act of getting every woman you see pregnant. You have a pop, more positive aspect, on, I'm sorry, more positive impact on society than you would if you were to continue on to do with what you would consider to be your life. I feel you, you can't really substantiate that argument because there's no counter argument to it. There's never been a society in which there has been no two parent households. Right. So you're saying that society is functioning perfectly because of two parent households. There's no empirical evidence to support this because there's never been a society to counter argue that. No, no, that's like saying times have been better, better when. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm definitely not arguing that there was that there was ever a perfect time. No, I'm right, saying but, that. But the thing is, is we don't know if single single parent households could raise an entire generation of geniuses. Right. We just don't know that because it's never happened. So to say that it's going to be better with two parent households because it's always been better. With two parent households is a fallacious argument. I'm not making we that. Can what see I, the what I, what, from, no, no, I'm not making the, the, I'm not making the argument. We're getting a lot closer to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not making the argument that it's that I'm not making the argument that it's 
basically the end all be all. I'm saying you increase your chances of being a successful person. And what the overall here in, in life in general, nothing is guaranteed. So what you would have to do as a parent, as somebody that's going to have a child and so on and so on, increase your, your kid's chances of being a successful person by not, uh, not committing, uh, by not having sex outside of marriage, by not trying to encourage that sort of thing, that sort of behavior in your children. The biggest common, the biggest common factor with all criminals is not necessarily race or anything like that. It's a lack of fathers. Um, it's you have. I would, I would say it's targeted legislation. I mean, more than lack of fathers. Well, I mean, you have the exact same sort of pattern through all human, all population, at the very least within the United States, of both African Americans, Hispanic, and and uh, Caucasians, a lack of fathers. Biggest one, not necessarily a lack of fathers guarantees it. Or having a father doesn't necessarily mean that you won't become a criminal because we've all known people that have that. But a, it's just the biggest a common, chance. a higher chance. Yes. And again, if the if we're talking about the chances of what a life has when it's born up until basically if they're born poor, increasing the child's chances is a much better thing than completely killing it at the butt. So I, I believe the question was, do you believe a man has the yeah. right? Yeah, I know. We I kind of, it's so okay. So, uh, but but no, okay, so to answer the original <laughs> question, no, I don't think that a man has a right to ask that. Because it's her, it's the woman's body who's going to be going through the changes. It's the person who's going to be, ma- who's going to go through the changes, making the decisions, ultimately caring for that child. Because at the end of the day, you can't force a man to take care of a child. So it should be her decision. And on the other side, if as a man chooses to have a vasectomy, should the woman have the right to say yes or no to that decision? Uh, well, I mean... I, I because think it's, it's, a, it's a similar concept I've heard of those in kind of reducing cases, reproductive so. rights. Well, you I mean, I know personally married couple that have gotten into arguments about the whole vasectomy thing. I mean, but that, right, but at the end of the day, it's the man's decision. If I want to have a vasectomy, sure. I'm going to have the vasectomy. But wouldn't the, the, right. the, the female equivalent to that be the intrauterine device? Well, but I'm talking more about like having input on making your own reproductive decisions. So it, Every it, person should ultimately only be responsible to themselves for their reproductive system. They should never have, there should never be another person who's able to come up and say, no, you can't make the choice for you. Well, I mean, I, I can definitely understand that argument, but for me, it just seems as though when you compare the reproduction, the the reproductive capabilities, it would it would not necessarily be the result of them; it would be the preventative aspect of it. Because you can't compare. I don't feel you can compare like a vasectomy, which involves no literally nobody else besides you, right. to the end result of having sex, which would be an, an actual and the wife third already person being, involved. Right. Cool. So and so, how couldn't you uh, force a man to take care of a child? I mean, if, if that was... Legally, you can. I mean, if, if a man had the choice, right, then let's say, let's say legally she has to get consent from the father in order to abort, right? Father says no. The follow-up question is, uh, okay, if you're not giving her permission to abort, then are you willing to take responsibility this child take full custody? Right. No, I'm not willing to do that. Okay, well, then, well, the, well right, it, it's either then, it's either yeah. she can't abort and you're taking full custody, or she can abort, and you don't. Right. So, right. so you you can force. Well, in a perfect in a world, perfect, yeah. in a perfect world, right? But and it, but if you, but if you outlaw abortion, there's no the the extent of the legal framework is you sue the husband for child support. 
the judge agrees to it, and then it's up to the husband whether or not he pays. And if he doesn't pay, then after 12 months of not paying, then a, then a, a law enforcement officer may go out and try to find him and arrest him for contempt. I mean, that's a broken system all on its own. He no, can pay a dollar. I think that's, I think, yeah. Or you have to do is prove I mean, that you are paid. It doesn't have to be the full amount. You can right, just prove right. that you're paying. And I think that's a problem that actually could be easily fixed. Yeah. More easily fixed by having substantially more difficult, I'm sorry, more stringent uh, crime, mm-hmm. crimes, like, I'm sorry, punishments for something like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's purposeful evading. Right, yeah. but but, but get, getting out of the realm of abortion's been banned. If we can, uh, we could, uh, we could make men responsible if we wanted to give them the right to choose. Well, I mean, I think that'd be a prerequisite of giving them the right to choose. Yeah, well, absolutely. That, I, You'd I, have to. I there's think a, so too. There's a. Have you, have you ever read Starship Troopers? Mm-hmm. So in Starship Troopers, it's a it's a much more advanced society, but still substantially more brutal. Very advanced, but also very barbaric society in which they have this idea that you can't have children unless you become a citizen. And the only yeah. way you can become a citizen is by providing service to your nation or your country or whatever. Understood. So you have those sorts of ideas that could be implemented. But I feel as though, I think Kyle and I have discussed this before, if you want to do something along those lines where you start to punish people based on those sorts of, or basically you start to restrict those rights or you basically don't have the United States as we know it as a whole. Mm. And that's where the real question lies, is that everything that we're discussing, the only reason we're able to discuss this, or we're able to have this discussion as it currently stands, is because of the current laws that we have in the United States. So if you want to rectify a lot of these things, you would have to implement new systems, which I don't think is far beyond rationality or, or reason that we would be able to do. I, I have no issue, personally, I have no issue with punishing dead, uh, and I use this term loosely, deadbeat parents, or I'm sorry, deadbeat, deadbeat fathers that don't want to pay for their child. So I have no issue with that. My mom works for that department and her job is to look for people like that. Mm-hmm. I encourage it every step of the way. Even though I don't like the fact that she works for the government, I encourage that because I want the best for those kids. I know. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> she works with the DES. It's fine. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that there's, I have, I have no issue with punishing people like that because it has outward effects on society as we know it. Because if, again, the higher chance of, 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 a, of a kid not growing up with a proper structure can result in criminal. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, can result in the kid getting into drugs and, you know, drinking and driving. Just all these externalities from one particular decision that I have no problem trying to prevent as much as possible because it... I feel it's a responsibility for the dad. Denzel Washington talks about all of the you know, all the boys that he grew up with, all of them, very close friends. All of them have been to prison, and the only difference is Denzel had his father, wow. and none of them did. True well, story. I mean, I, I personally, I'm very grateful to have grown up my entire life with my father. You know, it's I, he's a hero to me, and I, I that's why I feel again it, it, for my particular story, it's definitely anecdotal. But when it comes to the, the mostly shared, most shared similarities amongst people that would be addicted to drugs or things along that nature, it's difficult to, it's difficult to at the very least not take it into account or not take it into consideration. You don't have to necessarily consider that to be the only reason because there is far too much to take that. But For sure. But I think, well, yeah, I think it's I, an important aspect. I, I don't think it's the only reason. I definitely think it's the character of your father as well. Yeah, well, yeah that's for so, sure. <laughs> so basically, we've come to agreement that a woman shouldn't be punished for abortions, especially if they're legal, right. that we should come to an agreement 
and say that, okay, if abortions maintain their legal stance, then we should limit the time frame in which a woman should have the abortion. Mm -hmm. A man should or should not, the ultimate decision, should or should not have a right to say. Hang on, so so let me ask you this, because you said that you don't think a man should have the right because you can't force him to uh, take responsibility. Right. If you could force him to take responsibility. Should he have the right? Should he have the the right? Uh, I'm still gonna say no, because it's not, you, I can't. I personally, I feel that I can't force another person to make their or to have their body go through a change that I'm unwilling to do myself or can control myself. What do you mean by change? So when you, as as a woman goes through birth, their body changes. You know, yeah, they have hormonal changes. There's <laughs> life. There's lifelong implications for having children. And as a person, I feel that I should never have to make that or have someone make that decision by forcing them to do it. Okay. You should really be proud of being a man. I'm just saying it's real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's proud. I know. So, I love so ultimately, <laughs> would you say at the very least, should she ask him like what he thinks well, about I mean, the abortion? More, at the very like, more just I'm just saying if we, were nice. to, if we were to come, <laughs> I'm gonna say to no, a, I'm gonna say no to that too. <laughs> Because if she asks him and he says no, then what? Or yes, he's like, so hey, I want to have an abortion. No, you can't. Well, no, well, I'm then, not saying Then she's just in an awkward situation. Like, well, I don't care. I, she's going to do it anyway. But it's just, it, it comes down to at least give the opportunity to him to eat, at least get feedback. If we were to come to a, what is the word I'm looking for? Middle ground. If we were to agree on middle ground for that question, at least give him the opportunity to say, "Hey, let's look at our options." She should. She should take his his should opinion she to at heart. Least I, yeah. I will. I will agree that I feel that if someone is going to have an abortion, the other partner should at least be informed that she was pregnant to begin with. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Uh, but that should be it. Okay. Right. I, I, and and it could, and I'm just it could even be post-abortion. Like, but at some point he needs to be aware. Yeah. Of that. I'm just saying. So then, so, so then he can make his own decision as to whether or not he wants to right. be with that person. Right, anymore. because that has other implications. You yeah. know, like sure. I said, I, it's just I, a person who I don't want to be with anymore. Right, right, right. You know, whatever. So I'm just saying, just as a compromise middle ground on every question. So that's that's where we land. Because okay. we think maybe they should at least be mentioned. They should at hey, least be informed. Pregnant, yeah. but I'm thinking about an abortion. Let's talk this out. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we would say that abortion is still legal, but we want to limit the time in which she can. And then also, no punishment for women for getting an abortion. And what was the other question on there? When does when does the life begin? That when does one life begin? That one's a little more difficult. But I think it kind of falls into the second or third question that was on there was, okay, so there's a time limit in which you should get an abortion. We both or all agree that um, access to birth control should be more widely available and easier, and it should pertain to both men and women. It shouldn't just be the woman's responsibility. It should fall on men, too. So I I think in all these questions, we have found a middle ground if we were to come to the center and have an agreement on there. Um, at least, so both I, sides are kind of satisfied. I, I think yeah. most people are able to come to middle yeah. grounds, but so, I think the, yeah, the issue tends to be that uh, most government officials tend to not want. I, it, yeah, so. they focus yeah. on the extreme. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, and that with that being said, that's a wrap. So, thank you for everyone for participating. I appreciate it. <laughs>